Welcome back, MST, episode 19. 19 is a special episode because it's our favorite number. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember telling you that. (laughs) 19 is not a special episode. It's another playoff edition episode. We had some uh, big things happen in the last couple days. Uh, And uh, Eric... I'm I'm with him as always. How how you doing today? I'm I'm doing well. You know, um, just woke just up. Been, just been chilling. Yeah, woke up a little bit ago. Uh, you know, just on that grind, baby. Woke up feeling dangerous. You know, facts. And then I, my team goes like six and ten. <laughs> woke up huh? feeling dangerous. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, cheeks. Oh. But uh, anyways, so we had some uh, NBA action these last couple of days. We've had some playoff series decided as of last night. The Thunder, who probably didn't even belong in the playoffs, got eliminated, lost by two to the Rockets. Uh, Chris Paul, very disappointed in his press conference. Very respectable leader this year. Laid it all out on the line. Eric, what, what do you have to say about this, this Thunder team? Um, They're very young. And I think that they, I mean, other than Chris Paul, obviously. And, Gallinari. Um, yeah, Gallinari's hitting, this, hitting his age. But he's always going to be good because he's not the type of guy that plays in the post, really. He's a shooter. But um, I think that... They played their, like, Lou Dort. Like, they had him in the starting lineup because of his defense. Yeah, he played too much. And he did play way too much. And He's I think just, he shot too much. Just so not effective on offense. You getting a little background noise, just a little bit. Oh, it's probably my fan. I can fix that really quick. Is that better? And, and a little echo, just tiny. Oh, all right. Is that better? Uh, yep, perfect. Um, so yeah, I just I think that they played their young guys a little too much. Um, didn't rely on their vets. Like, um, I don't know. I would have fed the ball to Stephen Adams. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they didn't do that. The last play of the game, there's a picture. Yeah. Of an inbound pass from uh, Shea Gill just Stephen Adams just towers over PJ Tucker, <laughs> and he's got the inside easy layup with one second left. But no, I mean that is a tough play because it has to be a perfect pass. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, the the Rockets move on. OKC is out. Um. The other night, Denver moved on, knocking Utah out. Utah uh, blows a 3-1 lead, and Denver comes back and wins under the great series by Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, who has always been a guy that's capable of scoring, and we've seen him have big scoring games before this year and previous seasons, but he was on a different level this series. Um, I don't know. I'm just a little, uh, he kind of, kind of like overshadowed Jokic 
to be honest. Um, he was probably yeah. the best player on the team this series. I mean, Jokic did still did his thing um, every game, but Jamal Murray really stepped up. Kind of made that maybe a stride to becoming a, a superstar. I don't know if I could consider him that yet. But, you know, he's playing his best ball on the biggest stage, so I'm not really personally a Jamal Murray fan either. Uh, kind of a bitch, low-key. <laughs> but, you know, the dude's doing his thing. He, he was hooping. I kind of like they move on. the uh, the spotlight on him and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. That, that was I feel dope. like um, just them going back and forth, both, you know, just getting buckets and shit. Um, it's more fun to watch than like Jokic posting up and hitting post hooks from like seven feet. <laughs> um, Jamal Murray had some crazy highlights too. Some crazy layup, some some crazy layup packages, as our friends would call it, and uh, some some pretty crazy pull ups as well. Yeah, the dude is just on a different level of the series and. I think we're seeing him step into the, the next level of his game. He's starting to elevate his game. Um, maybe he realizes he's... Because before we thought of him more as like a, a spot-up shooter around Jokic, more of like a, yeah, a shooter, just a scorer, really. That's pretty much all we thought of, thought of him as. But now he's yeah. showing his full game. He still passes the ball really well at times. But... So that that's gonna wrap it up uh, for Utah. So Donovan Mitchell extended five years, uh, one hundred seventy million dollars. That's Not the same exact. Yet, yeah. He will, I, we assume. Um, that's the same contract that Jamal Murray <laughs> received. It's kind of ironic. Hmm. Uh, maybe that that series set the standard for. Utah to be like, all right, this is what you're worth. I don't know. Um, but do you think Donovan Mitchell is worth more than Jamal Murray at this point? To his team, yes. Yes, to his team, but as a player overall? Because um, I think everybody considers Donovan Mitchell the better player. Yeah. I mean, as he proved it. Throughout the season and last season, he's always. I feel like he's always been better, but I think um, I don't know. That's a tough question because definitely to his team, but I wouldn't. I don't know. I feel like they they're similar in what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both pretty skilled offensively, and then. Pretty average defensively. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if I'd say Jamal Murray's average defensively. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, but I, mean, uh, I don't know. I think they're probably about the same tier after this series. Um, it's not you don't get lucky like Jamal Murray by averaging forty-seven points over a three-game span. Yeah. So he really showed out, um, and us. Uh, Sends Utah home. So uh, that takes us to our next series, which would be we have the Lakers and the Rockets. 
and we have the Clippers and Denver in the West. We've already started the Eastern Conference series, and um, now we're we're about to start the Western Conference series. I think it would it be today. Uh, yes, it Denver is today. and Clippers yep. play today. So, um, our early prediction for that series? Uh, Clippers in five. Yeah. I think if Paul George played the way he did the last two games of the series, I think it's five, maybe six. Because you never know. Denver can always push it. Um, especially if you get some outbursts by, like, MPJ or something. Yeah. But, yeah, I got Clippers in this. Um... Then we have obviously the the Lakers and the Rockets. Who do you got? How many games? Um, I I think it's definitely the Lakers, and probably in like five or six. I think that I think their height you can't match their height with the Rockets. Yeah. Like, and it's not even like it's not even like the same height that OKC had because you had Danilo Gallinari is way bigger than their four man. But he also plays on the perimeter. Whereas, like yeah. Dwight Howard, Javale McGee, AD, LeBron, they all play like can play perimeter or inside. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I, I'd probably say I have the Lakers in this too. I'd probably say five or six as well. Yeah, the um, only thing that scares me is the Lakers' perimeter defense because I mean, against um. Friggin' who was it? The who did play the first series? The Lakers, Portland. Oh yeah, against Portland, CJ and Dame were having, I mean, pretty good games. They were just getting theirs. The loss yeah. of Avery Bradley and stuff. So I mean, AD is probably gonna have to step up defensively in this series. He's probably gonna have to play great around the rim, which he has, but. He'll probably have to do it even better considering how much um, Harden and Westbrook attacked the basket compared to Dame and CJ. Yeah. So the interior defense is going to be kind of key in this series for the Lakers. But, so yeah, that's all we, we can't really say much more about that those series. Um, but we can talk about the series that have already started. Um, we have the Celtics and Raptors who played two nights ago. The Celtics are currently up 2-0. What are your uh, genuine thoughts on this series so far? Uh, I, I mean, I think Tatum's playing outstanding. Um, I think that if we could get Kemba going early um, in Game 3, that would be huge to a Game 3 win. Um, he started off kind of cold. Mm-hmm. I think he was like 0 for 7. Yep. Um <laughs> He had his eight, first maybe. three in the fourth yeah. with, like, two minutes left. <laughs> so I think if you get Kemba going early, um, that would be huge to game three win. Um, but, I mean, the play, the play of our bench, too, like our bench guys, because um, I, I've noticed that Brad Stevens has been playing, like, their bench um, more mixed in with starters than playing, you know, a starter – Bench then, type of thing, yeah. Than the bench, yeah. 
um, which is big because our bench isn't very good. <clears throat> but the play of like Robert Williams, like that, that was huge in game two. Yeah. And to think about um, how Marcus Smart stepped up in at the end yep. of last game. You know, he's comes into the starting lineup to replace Gordon Hayward, Gordon Hayward, who averages 17 and a half points per game. And then Marcus Smart comes in, drops 19, drops, what, five threes in the fourth? Yeah. That's just crazy. Totally changed the game around. Because we were – most of those possessions, if you go back and rewatch it, we're down by three. And he just comes up, hits three, ties the game, 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 gets an and one, puts us ahead, and hits another three. Like, yeah, he was huge. Um, if he can just shoot like that, which he's obviously been a lot better at this year than previous seasons, being able to shoot from the three line, um, it's good news for them. Yep. And then you have, um. You know, Toronto on the other end. Um, we're just—I think we're like mixing up. Uh, uh, the Celtics are mixing up their defensive looks against Toronto, kind of giving them something different all the time, which kind of throws them off a little bit. They've also played like insane perimeter defense and interior defense. Like they just—they've been all around a great defensive team. Um, yeah, Kyle um, Lowry has nothing. Like he can't do anything. Yeah. So Marcus Smart gets charged five thousand dollars fine yeah, for a flopping penalty. Bullshit. Which you know, going back watching the, the replay, yeah, he definitely flopped, but <laughs> Yeah. Kyle but Lowry's the king of the flop. He's probably flopped two or three times this series. Kyle Lowry's a flopping fish, is what he is. And he doesn't get fined at all. Like what man was man was like 0 for eight. And like couldn't find anything going and just started flopping like like a fish out of water. Doesn't yeah, get it's, uh, it's unfortunate for uh the the Raptors and the situation they're in right now. Um <laughs> like like we said like you said, the perimeter defense of the Celtics have been killer. Uh Freddie Freddie Van Fleet and uh Kyle Lowry have not shot the three ball well in this series. They're combined like what, like six or seven for like twenty something. <laughs> Facts, yeah. Um, and then Spicy P, I don't know, he's you know he's all right, but he's just quiet in the series. Um, I feel like he really hasn't done too much. Yeah, he hasn't. He's got to step up big time. They need him to step up, you know, take over because there's always going to be those days where guys like Fred Van Fleet and Kyle Lowry aren't on. And you need your star to step up and, you know, play like a star. And we need more out of Siakam in those days that Lowry and Fred Van Fleet aren't on. Um, so, Serge plays great. Um, you know, he'll do his thing. He's a veteran. He's been here. Um, and then Marcus who fouled out last game towards the end of the game for Serge back in. Um, yeah. They they were actually doing really good against us while Marcus Saul was in the game. It was a killer foul for kind of killed killed their momentum and yeah we just you know they just closed the Celtics just closed it out. Uh, that's the thing about the Celtics this playoffs they've been really good at closing out games in the last like two minutes. Yep. Um, 
So if they if they can continue to do that, I think they could get the series in five probably. I mean, I don't think they can. I don't know if they'll sweep Toronto because uh, even though Nick Nurse can bitch a lot, <laughs> which we've seen him do this series, he's been very aggravated. Um, but he's also a good coach and all well-coached teams with the depth that a team like Toronto has would probably at least take a game from you. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they come back tonight knowing that they're down 2-0. It's kind of like a, kind of like a shock. Yeah. Um, tonight, tonight's probably the toughest game in the series. Yeah, for both teams, actually. Um, yeah. If the Celtics can win this game, that's huge. But it's if more huge if Toronto can win this game. <laughs> like, no one has ever come back from 3-0. So, I mean, if you go up 3-0, obviously, it's a, it's a huge win. But And then um, we'll move to the other series. Miami and Milwaukee. Last night's game was pretty crazy. Pretty crazy ending to that. Um, yeah. <laughs> we had foul on uh, Jimmy Butler and Doris Burke was out here like, where's the foul? Yeah. <laughs> Obvious although, foul. Although at the other end, you know, the play before Chris Middleton, they call a foul on, on a three ball and Doris Burke's all over it. Oh my God, I don't see the foul there. Yeah. It, I don't know. Hmm. Doris Burke pisses me off. <laughs> but, um, so yeah. Chris Middleton clutches up, ties the game. Apparently, you're supposed to get really hyped over those things. <laughs> <laughs> so, Travis, our friend, got super excited. Yeah. Um, even, even though Chris though Middleton's like a 90%. Kinda, it's kind of just routine for Chris Middleton. If he had yeah. missed one, it would have been more surprising. Um, so, yeah, Chris Middleton, you know, clutches up again, you know, hits a big three. Not really the kind of three that he hit against the Celtics a couple of years ago to send it to OT, but it's a big three. And, you know, Jimmy Butler gets the ball on the side. He's defended well. Probably doesn't need to be double teamed. By Giannis, and Giannis comes over. Giannis comes over, um, tries to get out of the way after he jumps and hits Butler on the side, landing in his space, in the shooting space. Tough, like that's it tough. was a great idea for Jimmy Butler to fade, because it spreads his body out more, more room for a foul. Um, so yeah, that's a tough blow for Giannis. We saw him on the bench, kind of like, just really upset. <laughs> but you know, this one's on him. I just, uh, I mean, this Miami team, like without, I mean, Jimmy Butler is obviously the best player on that team. Yeah, and like if you look at the Miami Heat, and you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, who has the better roster on paper? Um, Milwaukee. It's Milwaukee. Yeah. If, you, yeah, if you're going by like star power, yeah. potential, yeah, yeah. But so, I wouldn't say Miami's too far behind because I just do, think the I think they that, do have a deeper team. They do have a deep team, and what makes Miami so good is the fact that they're deep and they have big bodies off their bench. Like, they bring in a guy like Derrick Jones last night to defend Giannis, 
and he, yeah, he got a couple fouls called on him that were actually pretty questionable. Um, Giannis typically get you know backing someone down and just turning around and getting a foul called on him. Typically Giannis, but uh, I mean, I don't know. Like you just bringing a, a a guy like Derek Jones Jr. off your bench who hasn't played, didn't play in game one, gets very many, very small minutes in game two, and defends Giannis. Did pretty decent. I mean, you have guys like Jay Crowder, Jimmy Jimmy Butler, great defensive player on Giannis, pulls the chair out from underneath him. Um, Andre Iguodala, like all these guys, Bam Adebayo can all switch on Giannis, which is what makes them so good. Yeah, I think if you know, Miami just you know keeps doing their thing and focusing their defensive attention on Giannis, you can you're gonna they're gonna have to rely on Chris Middleton to score a lot. Um, which I think honestly isn't a bad idea for the Bucks. I think if they gave Chris Middleton more looks, they'd probably be more effective in this series. But uh, yeah, so I I don't know how the series is gonna go. Um, like we said, Milwaukee's a tough team to be. They're the number one seed for a reason. But Miami's playing great ball. Uh, six straight for them as well. And we'll probably. Um, I'm going to say Miami and six, probably. I would say the same thing. Miami and six. Which would, I think, ultimately... Oh, we didn't even give our predictions for the Celtics. I'm going to say... Oh, wait, yeah, we did. I said Celtics in, what, five? Yeah. I'd say Celtics in five or six. Yeah, five or six. I think all these series go five or six. Um, Just that 2-0 lead makes it huge for teams where it's tough to go seven games for the other team who's down 0-2. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I think, you know, in the East, so so far we're predicting the East will have the Celtics and Miami in their conference finals, and then the West will have the Lakers and the Clippers, which is probably close to what we predicted most of the year. Yep. Um, yeah, I'd probably say that's right up. Yeah, we both. This is the exact bracket we had at the beginning of the the uh, playoffs or whatever, way before the uh, bubble restarted. Yep. When they announced the the season was coming back, we did a playoff bracket prediction. Um, and I think all our predictions were pretty much right. Yeah. Our bracket was was right, um, all the way through. We didn't. Yeah, we had, we had Houston winning. We had Denver winning, and we yep. definitely had all the other teams winning. So, so yeah, our our playoff bracket's looking good. Um, yeah, we'll see uh, how how this plays out. But yeah, we I think we said we had Miami, maybe coming out of the East. Um, it was really debatable, but you know. It should be a good series if Boston and Miami both make it to the conference finals, considering how good they're both playing. And then, you know, Clippers and Lakers would just be something else to watch. Um, yeah, but excited. yeah, uh, we're we're getting towards the end of the season. I'm actually kind of happy, and the season's almost over. Like you said, I'm getting kind of like I love basketball and playoff basketball, but I'm getting kind of tired of it. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. I feel like it's just been talked about ever since the season was canceled. It's almost like the season never stopped. 
But um, yeah. So we, you know, we now got some, we got football season. We got football coming up, and uh, we're stoked about that. Um, yeah, we got uh, football coming up. The Leonard Fournette just signs with Tampa Bay, which is come insane. On, really, they, they just signed Lashawn McCoy. You need Leonard Fournette. Come on, yeah. That's just crazy. Um, Logan Ryan, who was a free agent, signs with the Giants on a one-year, seven and a half million dollar deal. Pat's cutting Muhammad Sanu. Yeah, questionable. Although, yeah, he didn't play good for us last year, but it is another veteran receiver amongst a, a group of a lot of rookie receivers or young first or second year guys. We'll have yeah. to see how that plays out. But um, yeah. Now they, wanna... I don't know what the Pats are doing. Maybe they're freeing up cap space. Maybe they're trying to make a, a signing here. Jadavion I wouldn't be surprised. Clowney, wink, wink. Jadavion Clowney, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it would be nice addition to our defense. Yeah, I mean, the guy's an, he comes in, he's an instant playmaker and probably becomes, you know, the second best player on our defense, second, third best player. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's probably all we got for, uh, that. We can you talk about our, uh, Madden got a Madden league going right now. Yeah, Me and Eric, going nuts. It's we've been playing a lot, maybe too much. <laughs> it's been the game's been out for a week now, and we have completed two whole seasons. Yeah, we're Eric going nuts. Won the Super Bowl both seasons against Jake. Haha, fuck you, no. <laughs> first, the first uh, Super Bowl, definite dub for him. That was, yeah, that was an easy win. I lost that. I, the sex... I think the score was like twenty-four to like ten. Something like that. Yeah, and it was good. It was respectable, you know. Like it was like. And then nothing... the second, second game was rough <laughs> for your boy. Yeah, rough for Gobo. <laughs> I had DeForest Buckner already out, and then Marlon Mack, who's been like, who's got like two thousand all-purpose yards on the year for me, got hurt like in the first quarter. <laughs> that was tough, and you know, stupid. Uh, Eric had a nice Hail Mary at the end of that first half. Oh, that I was, was huge. Up, what was that? I was up 17 to 7, looking yeah. like 17 to 7 going into the half. Eric had a nice Hail, like a Hail Mary tossed up, tipped into by the pile, tipped by another guy, and then caught by somebody else and brings it into the end zone, makes it 17 to 14 before the half. That was tough. That was huge for me. I mean, in the end, I'm trying to think, would that have. I mean, ultimately, yes. He would have won by, like, three. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's a lot different of a game playing 17-7 to seven going into yeah. the second half than 17-14. to 14. My quarterback, my rookie quarterback fumbled. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. He had, like, a tuck rule fumble. Yep. That I haven't – that kind of sucks because I haven't seen that animation yet this year. <laughs> so, it's, like, really? In the Super Bowl? <laughs> And, like, and then you know, I you just can always made, rely on my defense to get a touchdown. I just made a fucking stupid – I made a stupid pass. I meant to hit Y, which was A.J. Green across the middle. And I passed to X, which was um, Hines, my backup running back, who was lined up on the outside for some reason. Because why would I ever pass to him on a vert route? <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, that was tough. Uh, but the league is popping off right now. 
the league is popping off. We just we went through our second second draft in the league. Both got some good picks. Yeah, went through free agencies. Um, probably gonna start season three at some point today. Yep. Probably have it done by next week. <laughs> and also definitely this weekend tonight. So that should be a that should be something else for us. I mean, I don't expect much from it. I'll make my guy probably get twenty bucks on him, and then spend no more money on this game ever again. Yeah, I agree. But uh, I mean, it's another game for us to play, so can't complain. Yep. But uh, anyways, yeah. So let us know your NBA playoff predictions. What you think of our takes? What you think of our bracket? Um, if your bracket was anywhere close to the one that we predicted and the correct one, which was also the one we predicted, because what well, can we say? We're geniuses. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we had we had Denver and we had both the Denver and the the uh, Houston series going seven games too, which is kind of wild as well. Um, yeah, we're pretty good, huh? So our predictions are pretty spot on so far. We'll see if that continues into the next round. That's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Sunday. Peace. Peace.